Hi, I'm not Danny. I've been a bartender in Las Vegas for the past 20 plus years. And over these years, blah, 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 blah. Okay, really, we know the intro by now. I'm Patrick. I am here to flip it on Danny and interview him. I think he's this week's guest. Welcome to this week's podcast of Tales from Vegas. We have a little bit of twist this week. Uh, we have Danny as our guest. Say hello. Hey, guys. What's going on? This feels different on this side. That's right. It should. Uh, <laughs> but, but I figured like everyone deserves to know a little bit more about you and, mm. and just this podcast in general and where you came from as far as wanting to create this. All right, that sounds good. I have had people ask me that. And uh, everybody, do you guys remember this is Patrick from episode three? Yes. Our our buddy and our friend, uh, bartender, musician slash uh, debonair person. Yes. (laughs) Well, thanks for coming out, first of all, to my house. So you are truly a guest in multiple ways. Uh, That's true. So, you know, you come into the house, never been here, and you're on that side of the mic, which is kind of fun. On location. (laughs) Very nice. Well, so as far as starting off, let's go ahead and uh, get to know you, where you're from, and just tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, so, you know, it was a big grave originally I'm from, uh, born in Texas, El Paso, Texas. Uh, shout out there to all the family and friends. Um, lived out there until about 84. Uh, we moved here to Vegas. Um, and my parents, uh, it was funny. They, we, we decided to come out here. They had visited out here one time vacation. We came with them and they just, they just fell in love with the place. And, uh, my dad would come back out here and, and, and look around and, and, and scout it for places. And, you know, it's kind of funny that you would go to, uh, it's it, like if we went to Disneyland and suddenly like, you know what? We want to live there. Right. I mean, yeah. But my, so my parents did basically, wow, you know, yeah. they, they, they just enjoyed it so much. And, and when they really got to go around and no, notice how everybody was just a normal life here, you know, and everything. So he, uh, he was a cop for 20 years in El Paso and he was, uh, I think he was on the verge of already retiring. So he retired. Um, we moved over here and, you know, and, and we've been here ever, ever since. And when we first moved here we moved to the green valley area and people don't know green valley is part of henderson it's a nice big thriving area yeah back then it was only a few streets man it was very small yeah and, uh, dirt roads dirt roads everywhere you know sure. a little time. exactly so yeah and um so i grew up and, and finished school graduated out here and and uh, got into bartending the whole thing you know yeah very much a, a vegas person you know uh you've been here to see this place grow enough to call it home by by far. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, and I know how often do you get back to Texas? Uh, you know what? Uh, 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 not often enough as it is. It, it's been a long time, and and, and and I know people and family and stuff are thinking, yeah, well, how often do you get? It, it, it's been rough because you know I, I do have a large family. I have I have four kids and stuff, and, and going anywhere you know with yes. kids and just times four it makes it even worse. But uh, we've well, yeah. always joked in the past about you raising a basketball team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly, almost uh, the basketball team. I call it, you know, the 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 band. I got yeah, yeah, even better. Yeah, yeah even exactly. Better. <laughs> uh, well, that's yeah, and you know, I do have some family in Texas myself, but more in Amarillo. But okay. it's more like some uh, second cousin 
cousins and things like that on my mom's side. But you know, once again, just uh, haven't been back there in a while either. Yeah. But yeah. Um, like I told you before, I, me being born and raised here, I've had family here since the 50s. So it feels kind of different. It's like all I've ever known. Yeah. So there's not a comparison. Right. Um, I know, but there's a lot of people like your parents that might have moved out here and it just felt so fresh. Yeah. And so cool. And it was yeah. a very small town back then. I, right. I see, you know the you know just the excitement of it yeah you know yeah especially back then it, it is five six seven eight times bigger than it, whatever it was it was tiny back then you know yeah. what, what high school did you go to i, I ended up going to a valley high school valley so right. yeah. in comparison so really my parents live out in, in, in henderson and i had to drive, i don't even know how long it was i had to drive it was like a half an hour drive just yeah, to the valley these, yeah in the mid, middle while. of the city you yeah. know uh, i went to vegas okay high well, school, there you go. So, yeah. but i was born kind of raised on the east side yeah. like charleston and lamb yeah, kind yeah. of area so uh definitely different in green valley no, no de- yeah definitely <laughs> different green valley but uh, yeah i remember we were driving and there was a bunch of us from the, the area and so we were kind of at the time it was kind of Henderson was kind of like a suburb because it was kind of like a split. Now the cities are kind of slammed together. You can't together. Even tell when you get you from can't one together. No. Right. So back then there was kind of a split and we would drive. So we would actually drive by another high school, Chaparral, just to get to Valley, which was weird. But yep. I think at that time they had that, the whole cross uh, city uh, high school thing. They wanted pe- you know kids to intermingle and all that stuff and everything. I had that in sixth grade where they called the sixth grade centers. And yeah. They yes. me into another right, right. sixth grade. I, 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 when I came in, I remember hearing about that, but I didn't, I, my school didn't do that, which is weird. But yeah, sixth grade, I remember that. I was yeah. like, what is that? It sounds like a, a prison thing we're going it, on. It was, <laughs> Concentration it was, camp it was a 40 minute bus ride Oof. to and then back every day to just go to the sixth grade center. Yeah. Uh, and so that was, you know, part of I guess whatever they wanted to do to kind of mix things up but yeah. it was that's exactly the good word they wanted to mix things up ooh, a bit it was I, a chore I remember being in high school there were some kids you know going there from across, across the city and they were just like man I live across the street from Western High School I gotta go to my valley and I'm like what and they go yeah and that, see that's crazy you know both weird. my parents went to Western ah okay so they yeah. both went to high school out here yeah. and so they didn't really know each other in high school it's, it's weird. where they kind of knew of each other yeah but I mean, they basically right after high school got together and then got married. Oh, so wow. it's kind oh, of that's funny. That's kind of cool. Yeah. 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 Um, like a high school sweethearts almost kind of thing. Yeah. You know, it's funny. You meant, I mentioned we we're talking about sixth grade. I have a, um, a we have a close friend that we work with yeah. at work and I got to know him and we were very, a lot of similarities. Both started with the company one yeah. month after each other. Both have a birthday one month after each other. Wow. But we both went to that same sixth grade center and never knew each other. Really? It wasn't until I looked back in the yearbook and found his picture. Oh, then did you realize and he went? in there that funny? with me. <laughs> Just talk about a small town, right? Funny. We've always yeah, touched yeah. on the way right. this town makes you, reminds you yeah. about how small it is. Right. Right there just was the same kind I, of idea. I, I think about that a lot now. I work now that people, especially if you know people that are locals here and you know they've been here for a while, I'm thinking, and I always look at them, trying to size them up, like, man, I wonder if they went to school at the same time. I wonder if they went to school with me. Yeah. There's been a, a long time ago, one of the waitresses or her boyfriend was one of the guys I went to middle school with. I, I didn't hang around with them, but I knew all of them. I looked at them, I'm like, dude, I know you. It happened. You went to so Canada Junior He's like, yeah, how did you know that? I go, do I remember your face? It was so weird. Yeah. So, but the, yeah. And I see a lot of people sometimes. I'm like, that person looks oddly familiar. I don't know if it's from work or is it from school or yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, you never know that. So, okay. So you kind of finished up doing your schooling and things. Yeah. And so from that point into getting into bartending, how did that happen? And what what changed as far as directions? So from from school, I, I went to a community college here in Nevada. Um, and I, I wasn't one of those kids. Like, I have a... a, a 
a daughter, my, my oldest daughter, she knew exactly what she wanted to do when she going out. You know, one of those kids who knew what they wanted to do going to college stuff. It's kind of rare. I, I didn't know. You know? Yeah. And, and I, when I went in, in high school, I did a little bit of uh, sports stuff. I'm, I'm a small guy, and guys that people don't know me, I'm like five five. So you know, I'm not really built for you know major sports. But I did. I did a year of, of, of high school football and everything. And afterwards, I dipped out. I'm like, you know what? That, that's that's not for me. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't, and, and I started getting into music, but that, that didn't come until um, I was in community college. So I started to get some music classes, like a little bit of piano. I mean, I was never, you know, obviously in your level and stuff, but it was something I was interested in. Yeah. Um, and I got into some uh, re recording classes and stuff, and I started doing it, music theory, all that. And um, strange enough, the recording teacher over at, at Clark County of Nevada was the um, same as my music theory uh, teacher. She actually had a job subbing in for uh, a director of um, uh, over here at the Excalibur uh, Casino, the King Arthur's Tournament show. Oh, yes. So, uh, and I, I think I was doing good. I, I think it was pretty decent at it, you know, because she wasn't asking her, but she asked me, she's like, hey, I, I got a job for you if you're interested because, you know, you're, you're a good learner. Come and do the mix board for... You're running the soundboard, huh? Running the soundboard for, yeah. the, for the King Arthur's Tournament. I was like, oh, yeah, shit, I'll, I'll check it out. You know, yeah. the guy just needs his little stand, his regular stand-in. He can't do it anymore, you know. So he explained uh, this, uh, this gentleman's name was Joe. I forget his last name. Um, he needed somebody. His wife was pregnant. He needed somebody that, uh, after the baby comes to help help model line everything so wow was this also part of running the lights no that was separate no, that was separate. Ooh, that'd be a lot to jump into it right no <laughs> yeah i mean but the, the the band was simple basically so we had the director and all the music was pre pre-done and the only thing live was a drummer we had the drummer we had me that run the soundboard and the director they did have live keyboards and i knew a little bit of keyboards okay so all they do was just the big mixing board the thing was you know oh I, ginormous right god yes and he overwhelming at overwhelming first. at first but he explained it. it was pretty simple you just keep watching the show i must have watched that show that time dude over a hundred times and I, mean, I was only there for like three month period and i'll explain why it was only three months but <clears throat> i was going in and, and it was mixing this and sliding this in and it was pretty simple it just had to know the right feel and touch and stuff it was interesting yeah um you know and then i i was for somebody who got a big kick at the end of the show and they're like okay and then you know they introduced the man you had to wear the stupid little shirt and stand up and introduce you and i was always getting pumped out because i was a new guy and they're like they keep calling me pete and i'm like i'm like what yes. the fuck what the hell is he calling me fucking pete yes. <laughs> the guys and it was merlin that was doing it interesting enough side note the guy that who was doing the merlin was the acting teacher at community college i took for a little bit i didn't even finish the course but it's the wow. same guy yeah it, 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 which and i find i'm like that's weird that used to be that my, so my acting teacher right? yeah but um and he didn't I, I dropped out really quick with that class and, and acting wasn't really for me but uh yeah so we go through and it took me a little while to get that show down but i finally got down and and the biggest thing that made my head swell on that is the director there and i, and I forget the man's name he goes um and he goes, I, don't, I think you found your, your gift here. He goes, I'm like, what? Excuse me? He's like, you've caught on to this faster than anybody else has ever done it. You've, he goes, I think you found something here. And I was like, well, cool. That's a cool compliment. Only scary thing about doing that show was the live piano. So it, at that time, it wasn't digital. It was all analog. So they would run tapes and stuff. And you yes. had to put tapes. And he goes, so the guy, Joe, who was teaching me this, he's like, this the tape goes over, it goes down. You got to get the trumpet and play some live, live keyboard. I was like... What? what? Like, <laughs> so what key? What key? Yeah, no yeah, I was like, what, what do you want? I go, is there music? I goes, dude, don't worry about it. Just push the keys back and yeah. forth. No one's really going to know oh. as long as there's sound coming out. Oh, my God. And just trying to get it melodic. I'm like, well, what, key, what key does Merlin like? Yeah, yeah, I mean, exactly. Come on. The minor? I'm guessing. <laughs> Some little jaunty tune. I get in. I start cracking my knuckles. Yeah. I'm, getting this, I'm getting this bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Danny, this doesn't fit at all. Sorry. 
<laughs> I'm getting. T- I look up and everybody's looking at me like, "Oh, is that too much?" This is dueling swords. What are you doing? <laughs> but I remember thinking like, "Oh, please, God, please don't ever let this damn thing go by. You know, wow. go down." Yeah. But um, yeah, because at that time, I mean, I wasn't ready for live music, or anything, and I'm just barely beginning piano. That's a lot. I mean, but you know, it's just like it's funny that we talk bartending. It's how many times you can tell someone to make a Mai Tai, but you yeah. don't know it until you get back there and just start making it. And just it. do it. And, just and I do think it. this is kind of that situation too. Yes, you're right. You know? Yeah, it's just going to... I think at one time I had to do it very little, but it was like really briefly or, or something really weird I had to jump on, but it was just kind of just like looking around like ding, ding. <laughs> Luckily the drummer was really pounding away, so I'm like, good, please just just drown me You out. can always rely on your drummer to be all <laughs> yeah. too loud and pounding away, that's for sure. That's just for sure. Look at the window, go louder. <laughs> well, this sounds like it was going really well. What happened with the three months? So, um, yeah, so it's about three months doing it, and um, at that time I had met my wife and everything, and, um, and she ended up uh, being pregnant with my, my first boy. Not only that, the, the guy, Joe, who I was subbing in for, his wife suddenly decided that she wasn't going to work anymore. So he's like, look, my wife wanted to quit her job, wants to raise a kid, so I'm not going to be able to give as many days, man. I have to, yeah. I'm going to work a lot, so it might use you every once in a while. Yeah. I go, you know what, that's okay. I'm going to have to find something steady. Yeah, Because as I mean, it was, that wasn't going to be totally steady. You could have stuck it out and then tried something else to teeter. That, yeah. But, you yeah. know, that's also your first kid first and, kid and you don't I was know so the young exactly Absolutely. I was like 24 yeah I was so young I, I didn't know I was like wow. oh, oh I need to start work and I, I need to find some I get it so, so um at this time uh gravy my brother gravy he was bounced around doing jobs that he had just been recently come back from um um uh, California at the time he had lived there and he, then he moved here as his first wife with his his young boy and, and he was getting work over here and he heard this place uh um one of the local casinos were hiring um which is funny enough so one of the local casinos was had a hiring center right across the street from a rival casino, Samstown. Okay, and yeah. there was a big center. So he's like, "Hey, um, why don't you come try a bar bag?" I, I don't know. I know nothing about bartending, bar bag guys. Again, I mentioned I'm not even really a drinker. You know, anything at this time, anything more than a, a beer or a rum and coke, which explains what it is. I didn't know what the fuck it was. He's like, yeah, no. Michelob Ultra, you yeah, know? Yeah, I've yeah, seen exactly. that before. Yeah, that's right. Just one Michelob Ultra, you know. <laughs> and they should make those, you know, like the Corona Eaters, they need to make an Ultra Eater. That's, that's for me. <laughs> um, a seven-ouncer <laughs> of Ultra. Don't overdo I, I, it. No, and I'm still not going to finish that one either. So the time we went to this, you know, center, and, and Gravy had all this experience stuff. I had no experience went in, as they call it, a bar porter, if you guys know uh, Trevor and Danny. Kind of sent what they do a little bit, and there's a little more than... than I was at this other place, um, at other um, local casinos. Um, bar Porter just kind of helps clean up the bar and stuff and everything. Now the Bar Porter now is different. They actually help bar back and stuff. Back back where I was that place, it was just cleaning floor. So anyways. Yeah, stocking, I get, cleaning. Yeah, I get a call back on that, and Gravy didn't, which Gravy's like, well, what the hell, man? I got all this experience. But it's funny thinking about it now. I think it's because he had too much experience. He was probably overqualified, but they were looking for because they were looking for a Bar Porter. Someone clean you stuff. You hear about that, don't you? Overqualification. Overqualification. Yeah. And in that case, yeah, they're like, well, we don't want to get a guy who has all the experience ready for to clean our floors. Yeah. You know, which I, I think Gravy probably would have at that time. I'm not sure. I don't know. Anyway, so he worked on. So I started in, uh, went and applied in the at the place I applied. It was a it was a palace station, and um, and I went into the whole thing and got hired and stuff. And the funny thing later on, I I found out that I wasn't even the first choice at palace station. So I had another bartender there working there named um, uh, David, or Dave. Um, Dave works, yeah, and he currently works for, you know, yes. the casino I'm at now, actually, yes. um, which is weird. But um, he had a buddy that was going to come in uh, and, and work there. 
And so he had the shoe in, of but, course. But his buddy failed the drug, drug test. Oh, you know, and we're talking back then. Yeah, this, this is back even, in the early uh, late nineties, like ninety seven. Very strict, right? So I got the shoe in to get in there, and so I'm always like, yes, I was always for a drug test, like yes, drug test, right? So I got in because of that, and um, and I started out like I didn't know nothing, and I got in right before uh, and this other uh, big casino. Uh, or, I think the stations had a, a, a sunset station opening a month before that opened up. So I got his bar porter. Didn't spend that much time because stations open, uh, the sunset opened, and I got to move up pretty quick. That's the way these things work. It too. just it just flowed just right exactly. Yes. So I was a bar porter cleaning floors about four or five months, and then I moved right into being a bar back. Okay. And that time they had bar backs, which is a total separate thing. Yes. And um, yeah, and 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 it went from there, and they just taught me everything there. I never took a, a bartending class, which you probably should if you can. It totally helps, especially if you're as green as me. I probably should have. Yeah, yes. I didn't expect to get even get in or move up so damn fast that it just happened before you know I knew it. I think I have a similar venture as far as that goes. Right. Uh, I never had to actually had never had to be a bar back. I went straight from a porter to a bartender. Oh, geez. Yeah. You it's one of those situations where you took. Fast track, dude. It, well, I was at Sunset. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I took a shift in the restaurant that no one wanted. Yeah. Because the barbacks were making too much money. So I took the shift in the Mm. restaurant where I knew I wasn't making a lot of money, but I wasn't spoiled yet. No, right, right, right. right, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, you know, get that bartender status. And then when you go to transfer and move to a new property, right, exactly. And and, and I like how, uh, um, and I've heard that story before how you move that and and it happens sometimes, you know, and you just get your, 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 you cut your teeth on just learning stuff and just barely through it. But I like how you, um, uh, appreciate it. It's it's like you really took back. Like, look, I I, I know where this is. I'm appreciating. It. I know now through the years we come through and we have young guys that come in, and I just I just wanted to bring this up that it, it's better now. I think when you have to take all the pains of going through uh, um, as a bar back and, and and getting your lumps in and and getting the crap shift and getting crapped on and this and that. But it builds you a, a better most time better bartender not all the time. You can do it that way, way, but I think you acknowledged yourself and you realized that. But some people don't, they, they go too fast. Some people uh-huh. go too fast and they take it for granted. I know. I've and seen they don't it. make good bartenders. You, you've, you've seen someone jump somehow right too in fast. the mix to become, uh, came out of wherever, not with the company, straight yeah. into uh, an on-call bartending position. Yeah. And um, just... And then all all these issues arise, you know. I'm not getting yeah. shifts, and you know, but they haven't really been around to pay. They the don't dues, know so how hard it is to do it in rent, so they, they don't take that. They'll throw as, little fits, yeah, as well as they should. Like, well, I didn't know? make money this shift, like, dude. You were just a, you were mop on our floors like two weeks ago. What are you getting all butthurt about? Like take you don't a step realize, back. yeah, they, they don't realize how good they have it and yes. all, how good it, that it comes to them. I've seen it. I've we see it all the constantly, time. all the time, and and, and it's, it's good people too. And they and I don't even know they realize that too. And I, I can kind of get it. You, you kind of think like, oh, well, this is simple. I don't know what, but you don't realize the hard work that goes into it. You know, yes, and, and, and going in. So yeah, so that's how I got into uh, bartending, and, and then. I was there at that place for a while, and then I got to move over to the the new casino and the casino right now when they finally open. Um, but I did have, yeah, okay, I mean, tales from Vegas. So absolutely, come <laughs> on, lay it on us. So working as a bar back over there, and I worked um, a graveyard, and I worked with a um, uh, gentleman there, which uh, John, which came right after me, you know, and so we came up as bar backs together. Yeah. And John, and and it's a funny thing, and um, the current casino now we worked with his twin brother Mike. John and Mike, yeah, twin brothers, brothers, exactly, (laughs) which is funny on the word, but I originally worked for this brother, John, really nice guy, funny, so we would hang out all the time, and um, 
And it's Animal Working Graveyard, you know, Graveyard Barbeck. That's uh, that's that's where it's at, man. That's where you, that's where you're making your your money living. You know, we're cutting fruit, we're serving cocktail wedges, we're you know getting crap done. But the bartenders we had are funny. <clears throat> and you got time to pour, maybe to learn. Yes. Oh yeah, you got some plenty of time to pour. You got to help your bartender and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, swing shift, maybe. <clears throat> hey, we don't have time for this right now. Yeah. Go stock that. Right, I'm, in a, it, I'm in. A, I'm in the yes, weeds. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, when I call you, I need you. So. And then, the, like I said, the bartender we had at the time, I had a bartender named Kevin, and his was a, I think it was Jeff, and Jeff was another funny stories it is but so we're working one time graveyard and when i remember on the way uh going to palace station um it was one of those um everyone's like every 20 years we have that major storm here it's just the oh, rain yeah. just pouring down right yep. so at this time i lived like, across the city from from palace station so i had to drive the, the, the freeway and, and i could i could barely see where i'm going i'm like oh this is gonna be a fun night you that know is right. right this is like you know, <laughs> our shift is like starts at one in the morning so this is like 12 12 30 in the morning i'm trying to get there so i get there and it's all drenched and everything <clears throat> the place is packed and i, I forget i don't even know if it was a weekend night or something, but it, it's just packed of people. And so obviously maybe people staying there didn't go out. They stayed in and stuff. But anyways, so going in and at the time I worked at a, at the Guadalajara um, bar and the, obviously the restaurant was closed and uh, John had worked over uh, across the other side of the casino at the uh, trackside bar. So we're working there and stuff and, and, and I'm laughing because there's tons of leaks. It's an older building. So there's tons of leaks everywhere. It looks like it's just raining inside. So yes. I get a call from John. John's like, hey, you, you, uh, you got some time? I'm like, yeah, what's going on? He's like, you need to come down to our bar. <laughs> okay. So I wander down the hotel. Can I help you right back? I go down there. So the trackside bar was located near uh, the, the sportsbook area. And then sportsbook's right next to the doors. And these doors by the sportsbook would come in. Would um, when you, Right when you walk in, there were steps down to walk into the to the into the casino into the place right. and the tracks I was kind of off a bit you can see the whole view of the doors he goes he goes over there and I'm like what's going on he's like look I got a waterfall coming in so those doors there was so much water coming through those doors I mean I think the way the street leveled through water was just pouring in down those it was like a waterfall down like that whole stairs yes oh. and there, you can see the water rising inside the sports book it was like a big lake forming and there was a poker room dude they, they, people were like leaving because the, the water was coming they could they, there's no fucking way you can stop it dude it was pouring it looked like raging rabbits coming through that stairs wow I love it I go oh yeah okay come on come with me come on just so we go back over to my bar squeegee's and, not gonna cut it at no, this point no 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 uh, ShamWow is not gonna do anything for oh, that too no. yeah yeah what so, will you do for your odds for your, your betting exactly. odds what you go through <laughs> so we go back to the restaurant which was closed and i go hey take a peek in there so he looks in dude all the vents there was just tons of rain it looked like it was raining inside the, <laughs> inside the restaurant just tons of rain i'm like there's gonna be a lot of cleanup right so we're laughing and everything and then so we go back to our bars and so it was it was pouring and so we get busy later on i'm home serving and suddenly uh, um i hear this really loud wrench and it's just like uh, we look over and the whole and the main table games we call the the pit area which kind of in the middle of the casino and, and there's a big port. well part of the the, the roof caved in now all, it didn't follow me down but it just wrenched down where it almost touched the floor and the water started pouring in we could see this and we're kind of a little bit far away but i mean you can't miss that oh my gosh and i remember me and my and the bartender kevin's looking and people are like oh oh my gosh the season's coming in everybody starts running it was so weird, and it? I get chills now. So when we see this, so I'm behind the barn, and the barn is kind of open to the, the walkway of the casino, you know, the, the, this Mexican bar, and people walking by, walk right in front of us as a big main walkway. I hear, I hear this gentleman say that, and people just start running, and, and you can feel the wave of panic and fear. Oh, yeah. It washed over me, and I remember looking at Kevin. I'm like, Kevin, I'm, I'm about to take off. He goes, no, he goes, relax. He goes, it's fine. He goes, don't, don't move just yet, and start running, and then some people start coming down. Um, the scene, the, the lights went out, um, everything just shut down, everything. Wow. And then, 
So at this time, we were scared because we didn't know the whole fucking thing was just going to drop around on top of us. Absolutely. You don't know the... the we didn't know what to do, right? And the you know, extent of what's about to happen. Yeah. And, you know, plus, I'm, I'm young. I'm still, like, 24, 25. Yes. I'm looking at the guy, and Kevin's not that much older than me. He's, like, early 30s, you know? So he's just like, no, no, relax. And so we finally, everybody calms down. Security's around there. And like, no, no, everybody calm down, you know, because they didn't want, a, you know, stampede coming out the damn doors and stuff. Was there a generator that kicked on? There was a generator that kicked up. So the emergency lights did kick okay. on. But so if for a little bit, it was no just like... No mad dashes like, for, for chips? No. I think... <laughs> Well, usually it's funny because, you know, in that building, there was a lot of, uh, you know, old building lights would go out. And every time they do that, if you look over the table games, every time the lights go out, the dealers have to lean over the yes, money. Yes, that's exactly. They lean I over the money, that. run away. Mm-hmm. But this one, I think, because the ceiling caved in, nobody was thinking about that's it. Thinking about everybody, just, everybody just took it off, right? Yeah. So, obviously, the, the security came around and said, hey, nobody calm down. And they're telling us, hey, let's get everybody out of the building. So, okay, everybody, let's, let's evacuate. We'll meet up over here and stuff. So, I remember taking people out. Uh, even had to take a bunch of people out to the back way, other things, just to show them the emergency exits. Um, there was actually people, security had to drag off machines. They didn't want to leave the machines. Like, oh, I have money oh, in this machine. That security's like, story has never changed. No, and the security's like, sir, we don't know if the ceiling's gonna cave in. We will get your $3 later. Come on, you know, the drag people out. And so, people, who are please. you, Chicken Little? Is the it's sky exactly, falling? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, especially back then, they go, we'll figure it out. Now, it's even computerized. They'll know if you're playing where. So, I mean, please don't ever risk Way your different. life. No, even if it's a, a, a 2000, they'll, they'll know where your money's at. If there's an emergency situation, forget the fun, fuck the money. They'll know if you're playing there. They got cameras now. Don't worry about that. So, they got it out and everything. Uh, we were out there for a long time until so they checked it out, came back in, brought everybody in. So they sent everybody who didn't live, you know, and that's the at the casino home. All the people at the casino, the whole hotel shut off. Everybody in all the rooms. There was no electricity or nothing. So we had opened up the main bar um, and we were giving everybody out water, free water, free drinks, you know, mm-hmm. anything we can do. And then finally, after a while, it had come down like, okay, who wants to go home? I'll go home. So I went home. This is morning time. By this time, everything, I get home and I, I explained to the wife on the phone. And then when I got home, she's like, uh, Hey, you're home. You guys, yeah. She's like, uh, I think your casino's on fire. I'm like, what? So I look over. So the same oh. night, lightning hit the sign on top of Palace Station, and the sign got the on same fire. Night. The same. So, night. The, so the the roof never f- collapsed anymore. Not anymore. It just it just kind of wrenched down like a big old. Yeah, it's just like a but big then, old opening. But then on top of that, on top of that, the, the lightning the, strikes. The, the lightning strikes, and the, and the Palace Station sign caught on fire. <laughs> I was like. Yeah, that's my casino. I'm going to bed. <laughs> well, it's so interesting. Again, being here in that time, I don't remember that specifically. Yeah, I, I don't remember if it was really huge news because nothing major, uh, like uh, yeah. casualties or something. So it was just us. And, and I know uh, maybe the, I think the sign catching on fire because it was more visible for everybody outside was more I'm news. I'm sure it was else. on the news. I just guess whatever, you know, yeah. I get during that time, I just didn't catch that part. Right, but right, exactly. That is unreal. Yeah. So and like, you weren't there for that. That must have just been a whole no. other level of pandemonium. Yeah, exactly. For, for <laughs> all the guests. Was, yeah, and it's just in the hotel. Exactly. <laughs> like, God damn it, the fucking city's coming in. The, where the hell? And the, and the roof is catching on fire. Where the hell are we staying in, man? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, what's the option? I mean, a sister property yeah, back yeah, then? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there you know. go. Stay staying in a local casino. Wow. So that's funny. And you're right. You know, back then, uh, we're talking late 90s, right? Yeah. Um, the infrastructure of Vegas and the flooding wasn't in place so no, it was really bad yeah. you know now this city and they put a lot of money into yeah. it it handles they it well yeah. okay they did yeah. uh, I, there's times I remember on my block down in that Charleston and Lamb area which is lower yeah. lower part of the valley the death, the death one yeah. right so there's parts where the, we'd have some of those rain events yeah. and the entire street was flooded I would be riding my bike knee deep in water yeah. just up and down the sidewalks yeah. the streets oh, that's crazy yeah and yeah, it just like, happened just like flood, that and yeah. you just kind of 
I remember walking to 7-Eleven yeah. in that, saying, I'm going to go get a Slurpee. I don't <laughs> yeah. care. What am I? You know, I was gonna, back <laughs> hey, then, well, you need a Slurpee, man. You need a Slurpee. <laughs> well, well, listen, it was that in Street Fighter 2, okay? Because you had to go oh, there and yes. put your quarters up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you right? to go to- <laughs> and so I was... I was it's important things. It's, yeah. Uh, very, it's like priorities, obviously. Yeah. Suicide Slurpee, right? Which makes all the, <laughs> yes. makes all the flavors. That's right. And then you get your 50 cents up there to play. Right. Which is funny because it was almost like a suicide run to get your suicide Slurpee. Yes. Basically, you couldn't mess with that water by that time. And somehow my parents were like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. That's but, you know, whatever. But that that doesn't happen now. So that's a big no, deal. That's a big that's difference. Good. Yeah, it's, it, I think uh, Vegas. Well, and you had Miss in Charleston. There's that one area town, downtown that has that big dip underneath. Mm, and that was the, 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 yes, the Death Valley. That you It was done. You had to go somewhere else. or You couldn't get caught was, in there, God forbid. Oh, yeah. Well, what's, what's crazy is every year, two or three people would get caught and die in there. And, and local, like a long time local. I'm like, then you should have known. That is the most, that is a death trap. So what are you doing? And I, I don't. I think now it's not as bad anymore. I think they got, like you said, the, the, that area, but that still area there, you got to be care, careful. That I still wouldn't flood. trust it just no, from old, just from old memories. Oh, yeah. No, Absolutely. exactly. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't trust that either. <laughs> uh, well, that's awesome. I mean, that's a crazy story. I yeah. guess you're kind of nice that you weren't there for the fire part. It just no. been a whole other level. What? I, a, I went home. <laughs> what a night. I know. You, you oh, already had enough of the night. I had enough of the night, man. Yeah, it was, it was a very, I don't want to say fun night, but very <laughs> interesting night that night, but it was funny. <laughs> Well, so, all right, so we got that kind of story, uh, which is, is pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, anything else that kind of sticks in your head as far as your early bartending ventures? No, you know, just a lot of, um, uh, like, the hard knocks, you know, learning stuff. And a lot of the locals over at Powell Stage weren't exactly friendly, especially if they knew as green as it was. They, yes. I, I took a lot of lumps, but we, I think we all do, you know. And I think any kind of bartending or any kind of job you get that you get some rough crowd because bartending can be rough you know the crowd especially to get some drinks on them they're not particularly a lot of times the nicest people sometimes so uh, being a young kid it, it took me a while to realize okay you, you can't take that much from people you gotta or, or you yeah. can't let that bug you as a lot you know because that same person is telling you you're trash the next day when he's sober it's like hey man how you doing and you're just like dude uh, <laughs> get it, the hell it, away it, from me I yes. don't like you you're don't, a dick like, don't doesn't even remember yeah you don't even remember exactly so that was hard and, and I know um, the hardest thing I think as bartending is um, learning how to cut people off it's, it's a skill you have to, the is. skill you have to learn because it's not easy. It's not, a lot of people are totally cool with it, but you know, you got that one person that fights you on it and you got to learn how yeah. to be like, no, 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 you're done. Yeah. You know, it's funny when you talk about like rules, let's say you get, you step into a bartending position and you know, this particular place tells you, okay, this is what you can do. This is yep. what you can't do. But re- the reality of bartending is that every shift is just a gray area. Yeah. Right. Every shift. You're trying to do the on best. Every you, yeah. bar, in, no matter where you're at. Yeah. There's rules. Yeah. And there's things that you know you're supposed to do. Yeah. But the majority of your shift is mm-hmm. a gray area. Yeah. From every single person to every different personality yeah. to groups bothering other groups. To oh, the, yeah. There's you know, tons we, we of mentioned stuff. on the gaming aspect, learning that. But there's no written way. You just mm. either can start to learn to do it and navigate. Yeah. Or. It's, it's, mm, that's you know. a perfect way of saying it. you're right. You, there is. Because they could never write a, a rule book that would cover everything because they don't know everything that comes up because it's always something new. You're right. Mm-hmm. Groups run other groups. Um, you know, they had somebody talking loud about political bullshit and pissing everybody else off. You know, it's like, like God damn, man, I, I just want to serve you a fucking beer. I don't want to sit here and, and have to babysit, you know, old fucking yeah. you know, angry people all the time. So, yeah, you know, you have to learn navigating. And sometimes it's hard, you know, like I said, you have some regulars there. And some and they get too out of control and they they got munch and you don't want to go overboard with them because you you do like this person but at the same time you're like you are being a dick stop you know yeah, yeah. and again that's another gray area because you can't just 
you can't just write that one person off because no. you have an experience with that person. Right. You know exactly. there's good sides to it, yeah. but there are also the ugly sides. Yeah. But that doesn't, you don't just say, I'm never going to serve you or talk no. to you again. Yeah. It doesn't make him a bad person so or anything, exactly. You're not only navigating that person, you're navigating differently on different days yeah. of one yeah. person exactly. sometimes. So you're but, right. And, and saying that too, that, that does give the, uh, the bartending uh, its appeal. You know, that, that's a good thing that doesn't make it uh, an everyday, normal, boring thing. Like you know what you're gonna do. I mean, you know what you're gonna do, but every person is something different. It's a different experience. You Absolutely. Know? And most times, it's it's good experiences, and you have fun with it. But yeah, there are times that we we have we earn our our hourly. You know, some of those times it's just it's rough. Um, well, I know that you uh, recently had as a guest Andy on from yes. Darby O'Gill, oh, yeah. and that was a, that was an exciting. I've known him well, and yes. I, I've mentioned kind of on my podcast some uh, experiences with him and his band. So tell me about those days that you guys talked a little bit about, but you didn't get to kind of go into too much right. about maybe the, the Irish bar and, and, and yeah. anything that stuck out for you there. You spent a lot of time there, right? Yeah, so that Irish bar was, um, you know, and, and, and you know, you, you about there, it, it's almost talked about now, like almost legendary. Um, it, it's it, so much happened and it was a good... It was almost like the the Irish Cheers of Vegas. Everyone uh, came in. Absolutely. We knew each other. You come in, and and basically we see Pat Patrick. Hey, yes. Patrick's here, you know, and stuff. And it was such a fun bar. It was a uh, something uniquely its own. And it's too bad that it was it was taken away because it was really at the time. I know it was years in, but it was really beginning to pick up steam. That people really began to enjoy it. It was really yeah. And so this Irish bar, we had um, uh, uh, beer pong tables in the entrance that lined up the you know, thing, and this beer pong thing was just taken off on the weekends was just crazy busy it, people yeah, loved it pandemonium no, for it, sure you hear beer pong you think yeah a bunch of college kids no dude it was uh, you know we had people convention people come in for this casino they're at yes. now would come in and play beer pong with the kids it, everybody was really friendly in that bar there's very few fights at that bar if you notice yeah there wasn't I, a lot. I don't remember much i mean right. and beer pong's such a happy existence <laughs> so you see like the college kids hanging out with the people in the suits because they want to know what's going on and the college kids like, yeah come play with us and then we'd be playing together we then we'd have uh, andy's band going on we'd also have another band called speed going on in different different nights and we had people drinking we had uh, some gaming on the bar a little bit we had other parts of the bar that wasn't gaming you know we didn't have any food but people would bring food in all the time and it was just a, yes. it was fun and then we had me uh max and mike and um Working on that bar, we we would be a little. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever been to Dicks, you know, Dicks where they insult you. And we the last resort, right? Yes. The last resort. And then we weren't be really <laughs> insulting, but we were a little loose, and we would yeah. treat people sometimes like, "Hey, man, you know, fuck you," and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And people, but people loved it. They they wanted to come in for. They, they, they know what they're getting when they come into an yeah, Irish yeah, yeah. bar. Yeah, and we kind of played up a bit. We we got to play our music. We at that time it was iPods. We put our iPods in and put the music on stuff. So people were like, "Where's the Irish music?" And it'd be like, you know, Twisted Sister. This is Irish music. Yeah. About? yeah. And so we yeah. went in. So that was a. Uh, yeah, and that was good. That was a nice um, um, time that we missed, you know. And I, I missed a lot of the aspects. I listened uh, the live music, a lot of the people, you know. When they when I first got that shift in there, um, it, it was, the casino right now. They didn't really want to even keep that bar. It was supposed to just be a holdover until they could put something else. It was else. up in the air, wasn't yeah. it? And and when we got in there, I think we did so good. It, it, it held them off for a long time, we had like eight years. When they finally said, "Okay, we, we're gonna take over. We want this spot." Um, unfortunately, they never put any money into it because I think that bar could have really taken off. I agree. Yeah. I, I mean, all, really, in all honesty, they just had to add some food. Yeah. And they would have kept people there longer. Right. And then that would have raised the prices. Yeah, exactly. Or, or, the, or the average yeah. check. Yep. Right? I mean, yeah. they could have added a couple more machines they if they wanted. Yeah, they would have been a lot of things. I mean, they had the whole kitchen sitting back there because the, the previous... Uh, 
uh, it was the Irish bar, bar had a restaurant, so the kitchen sat there empty for eight years. A huge kitchen. Yeah, and it was a bunch of equipment was still there too, so it was just a being unused. Yeah. And uh, and then we talked about um, with Andy about the St. Patrick's days there were just crazy busy over there all the time. Um, Oh, for the whole casino, but that was the right. focal point. Yeah, for sure. yeah, yeah. The whole Do you remember when they used to have the uh, the the Irish little marching band in the morning come through oh, yes. the bagpipe? Yes, and they that would march awesome. around the casino and yeah. end up in. They would do the whole thing. Yeah, bar. they would do that, and, and it's too bad it isn't. They don't. You know, even before pre-pandemic, they, they stopped doing that. But that was a nice little whole day thing. But yeah, the band was actually really good. Coming too. around like around. noon or one, yeah. it just kind of created People loved this it. Stir. Yeah, exactly. It was, you yeah, know, it was all cool. I, I always appreciated that. I, I um go through and people would come in sometimes after St. Patrick's Day and I remember this one girl comes in and she was like uh, comes in really timid and looking at me like like she knows me like she's kind of scared I'm like hey how you doing what's going on she's like hi I'm like hi do you need something she's like oh you, I'm sorry I'm like sorry what because you don't remember me I'm like I'm sorry I, I don't know she's like I was in I was like a couple days ago I was in you know St. Patrick's Day I was the one that was standing on the table I was like Ma'am, I, I don't remember. <laughs> like, you know how many people are standing on the table on the same oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it was funny. She thought we were going to be pissed off at her. And that like, we remember her. And I was like, were you, yeah. Was it with a shirt on or off? Right, right, right. There you go. <laughs> shirt off, I might remember that. Yeah, but the shirt on, I'm like, oh, I have no fucking clue what you were. Yeah. But it was just funny. I was just like, I didn't want to be like, ma'am, I served like fucking 5,000 people that day. I don't remember yeah, you. Yeah, one thing I loved about that bar was the nooks and crannies. Mm -hmm. This little room off the chute yeah, so here. Yeah. This little area here. The Victorian snug, yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then yeah. there was like this little <clears throat> place where you can kind of back off and yeah. get away from people, but still great. be there. Yeah, it was such a great feel, that bar. Yeah, although they kept all the... the uh, decor from the Irish from the other Irish bar you know which I think uh, was kind of all built in, in, in wood from Ireland yeah from shipped been, here even the, 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 the ceiling had you know to decoration and stuff yes. on it was really cool yeah it was really nice like I said it was really, don't throw it down it, it, it was too bad yes um, they couldn't have uh, kept that or something uh, I think yeah you want to take a little break yeah let's do it alright guys take a break we'll, we'll be right back Hey guys, this is Mr. Buttermilk from the Pimp Gimp Shrimp Show, and I'm interrupting your schedule program to tell you about a podcast hosted by three amigos who weekly sit down in a dimly lit garage and at a table most likely bought at a garage sale, where we focus on conversations and rants, movies, shows, video games, and life experiences. And yeah, I know, I know, it sounds like every other podcast out there, but we're different. What makes us different? One of us is actually an alien who's been living among us for 30 years. Dude, what the hell? You're not supposed to tell my secret, bro. What's going on? Hey, Smelly, I didn't tell anyone that you were the alien. All I said was that one of us is an alien. And it's not like I gave away scrap metal secret where he wears his girlfriend's clothes at home when no one's around. Hey, okay, I guess I guess I overstayed my welcome, guys. But uh, catch us on the Pimp Gimp Shrimp Show where uh, we have a good time and I'll see you there. All right, and we are back here mm -hmm. with Tales from Vegas. We have Danny here, yep. the creator of Tales from Vegas. Yep, yep, back, still here. You know, yep. Still, and we are kind of coming back from a little bit of a break, but a bigger break than we thought. Yeah. Danny, you want to explain? Yeah, yeah, let me explain. Uh, so we had uh, um, originally already recorded a second half, guys. Um, it, right in the middle of every when we're wrapping up, because um, I recorded out of my phone, um, I had my alarm go off, and for some reason, it messed with the app I was recording, and it erased the whole second half. I got the first half, but it erased the whole second half. I looked for it because um, we recorded earlier today, and this is later on at night. Um, 
So me and Patrick had to come back and, and, and Patrick was nice enough to go ahead and do this, man. And I'm, I'm sorry that that happened, brother, but he, he was nice enough to come on and, and help finish up this, uh, the, the second part of the show. Okay. So we're on location. So if Pat sounds a little bit different, um, it's cause he's, he's on his phone and stuff, but I had a nice little uh, audio interface here that was able to connect in, make it a lot easier. So if it sounds a little bit like he's a little far away, that's all it is, but. We're still going to get the show. We're going to finish it up, and uh, and, and Patrick is is awesome for uh, doing this again. Oh, absolutely. I mean, thanks a lot. You know, earlier, we, you know, you're at the house, and uh, we had a very comfortable spot on the table. Yeah. Now the family's home. I am out in my shed in my backyard. So thanks a lot for that. Yes. That's great. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> I'll be out here shivering. Just yeah. To get this done for you, but no problem at all. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> so we were talking about before we left a little bit about the Irish bar, and I know yeah. there's a couple little little stories that you might have wanted to wrap up before we took a break. So uh, go ahead and and get, let's get back into it. Okay. Um, yeah. Sorry about that. Let me get it. Okay. Um, yeah, so working at uh, at, at uh, the Irish Bar, we had this. Uh, I went to this uh, story of a waitress we had named uh, Silvina. Used to work with this great girl. Um, used to work in there. Everybody loved her there and stuff. And and uh, she would basically uh, Big Mike's uh, work wife because she would work with them same days off and everything. They'd always worked the same shift and stuff. So they always got along. But I, I got along with her great. And like I said, she's an awesome worker. Um, one day it was, it was right before Christmas, like a week or two before Christmas was coming in. You know, I think it was like a weekend night and. And I'm getting ready for work. I just come in. Mike would always come in a little bit before me. Mike comes up to me. He's like, hey, uh, Sabina's not going to be here today. I'm like, ah, shit. Okay, well, who do we got for her? He's like, no, no, she's not going to be here because she just, she won the Mega Bucks. I was like, dude, shut up. And he's like, no, 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 no. Savina won the Mega. I was like, what? Because, yeah, she stopped in on the way to work. She stopped by the, another casino, the M Casino. Um, she had free play money and she put in free money and she won $17 million, man. I was like, holy shit. I, wow, that was fucking cool. So it, that was a, a nice little, not little, this huge, you know, life changer for somebody that we knew, an awesome person that, you know, I mean, I guess no one really deserves to win a bunch of money, but, you know, it was great for her to see that because I know beforehand, I mean, she was telling stories of people like she was worried about she had to get new tires for her car and she was stressing about how to get it. I'm like, man, you're going to buy new tires up the asshole after this, man. You know, you can buy a whole tire company. So what a what a crazy event to think that happened. Yeah. You know, I mean, that we, we I think we talked about this a little earlier and to play a, a, a game, you know, gambling wise. Yeah. You, you'd be lucky to win a little money here and there, but for something to be life-changing, I mean, there's not many out there, and that was one of them. That's unreal. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, uh, hopefully, and, and sorry, guys, it, it was um, uh, my audio's coming a little weird. I had a little issue there, so hopefully it's coming a little bit better now. I just want to address that. All right, yeah, it was. Uh, there's not too many things that, um, uh, that are that life-changing other than like a lottery, which and obviously those lotteries are, are, are like you know ten times that, which is just enormous and, and mind-boggling. But I, I'm pretty sure seventeen million dollars for ninety-nine point nine percent of everybody would just be life-changer for you know for all of us. And and it was weird. The biggest thing with us is that we we never got to uh, right after that happened. Obviously, the the poor girl had to basically hide because she was having you know suddenly new friends and family members coming out everywhere you know that wanted to talk to her and you know you get a piece of her and. and and even just to say thank you, but she got overwhelmed. I know she had to shut down her Facebook because it was just, it was overblown. So, you know, we didn't get to see or hear from her. It was kind of weird the time after that happened. We started hearing a bunch of weird stories about her, like people seeing her here or there doing some weird stuff. And, and it a little troublesome for us because at first we're kind of like, oh man, that kind of sounds weird. That, that doesn't sound like Savina. That's, man, I hope that's not true. And, 
So when we finally saw Serena, she came back around about May to come see, uh, you know, Mike, Max, and, and me, you know, because she worked this lot and she just wanted to say bye. And plus right. she came in the casino and say bye to everybody, basically. And, and I know she went around and she gave everybody a little bit of, you know, presents, a little bit of money and stuff. Well, she never didn't have to, but, you, you know, it, it, it was good to to do that if you're able to, you know, if people- They had to make her feel good, so. Right, exactly. People that, that you know, she uh, worked with and she loved that. And so, and she came and told, and she, we talked to her and everything was fine. And we asked her about, I asked her some of the weird stories. She says, no, no, none of that's true. I've just been hiding inside my house. I haven't gone outside. I haven't done nothing. I think the only thing she had done is just gone back to, um, I want to say, um, I want to say, I forget if she was Thai or one of those. She is Asian girl. Somewhere so, south, southeast Asia. Southeast Asia. Asia. I, I forget, there, yeah. man. And, I, and I'm confusing my Asian girls yeah, at work. Yeah, I can't remember exactly either. But, but yeah, she that had to, to have been nice. Yeah, she had to go back and, and, and see her her family and stuff and, and, and help them out, which was huge for her. And it's huge for us, man. It, it was cool. So, And then she, you know, gave us a little money, which she did not have to. Man, we didn't want to see her for that. We just wanted to say bye. So it, it was cool. And it was a nice story that to, to see um a young person. A lot of times you hear like in the mega box and it's like an older person, which older people should, when it, it's, there's no bias against them, but you're always thinking like, well, it's going to be kind of cool if it's a younger person where they can really sit back and really kind of enjoy it a little bit and stuff. But, you know, a different trajectory for different sure. Trajectory, exactly. You know, how many times, how many times do we hear about a lottery winner or some yeah. kind of millionaire style winner? Yeah. And it is 50, 60 year old plus. I right. mean, it's so funny. It just seems to be. A lot of times the way, and maybe that's because those are the ones that don't do a lot or, or retire, don't have a lot to do. And that's what they play. Yeah. So they have more opportunity to win it. But yeah. you really don't hear a younger person winning things like that very often. Really cool. It was really cool to hear. I remember that. I yeah. remember hearing the story from, uh, you know, not only you guys, but uh, the other bartender that was with her at the time. And, right. Yeah. And, and what a, what a cool thing. You yeah. Know? Uh, and I think you mentioned, did you know someone else that hit yeah, Megabucks? I mean, yeah. yeah. And so crazy enough, when I was younger, I went to, a, in the neighborhood, I, it was at where my parents were still at now. We would go to school and there was a, a girl on the, on the opposite street. They used to go to school at the same time as me. I think she was a few years ahead of me. We used to go and wait for the bus together. I used to talk to her all the time and come to find out. And this is early, you know, early nineties when Megabucks had just started and it was like five million. You know, I don't want to say only five million, but at the time it was five million. And supposedly she had hit that. Uh, right after, you know, she had just turned 21, she supposedly hit that. So, you know, I was telling people, I, I knew two people who, who won Megabucks, which is kind of rare. It's kind of like some, knowing somebody who won, you know, two different people won the lottery, like a huge chunk and, of the lottery. And another young case. You said 21? Yeah. Yeah. She was really young. She was just fresh, oh, okay. 21, 22. I mean, she wasn't that old at all, you know. So she had won the, the five million herself. And I forget her name, but I remember my mom mentioned it and, 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 and like, yeah, I used to, I used to ride the bus with that girl, man. We used to talk every, you wow. know, we weren't friends or anything, but we knew of each other. We would talk to each other and stuff, but yeah, it was just kind of funny. I started thinking like, wow. that. Well, <clears throat> well, between hitting, hitting it in your early twenties, which is super rare. Yeah. And the majority of people that seem to hit it in the 60, in their sixties, right, let's right. split the difference. Okay. Let's yeah. start playing it so we can give our, ourselves a chance. Right. Yeah. Like in the forties there, we, we, yeah, there we go. I like that. I like the way you think. I, think, I don't think bonus poker is going to make me uh, yeah. a life changing no. event. I don't no. think I can retire off bonus poker. Right. Right. Exactly. I, I laugh at the, <laughs> I laugh at the people who, who, who win like a, a um, or Royal Flush on the machines, usually Royal Flush quarter, or it's around about $1,000, uh, who take a week off of work after to do that. I'm like, dude, what are you doing, man? <laughs> Why would you do that? Wow, You're yeah. kind of counteracting, which, but you know, every, a two your own. So people do that so they can take time off work. Me, I've, I've always been like, cool, I'm just going to put it and save it. And, and, and you know, that's what I got to do. And I just, I'm a little worker bee a lot of times. It's just funny how the, uh, the different ways that we look at, at winnings and stuff, you know. 
Yeah, I, I really, I do remember that moment. I remember when that happened, and that's really cool. And that's just another great story about that Irish bar that's yeah. not there anymore. Uh, yeah. Do you have anything else Yeah, the I, Irish bar? I do have one, man, and, and, and this one includes you. And I don't know, when I start telling you, I think you'll remember. So this one was, um, it was busy. It was a, obviously a weekend night because Darby O'Gill, and shout out to Darby, right. uh, they were playing at the time. And it, it was earlier on when we first got in there. So we, when we were first in there, it was super packed. And I remember uh, you, Pat, you were, you were off of work and you were at the bar. I think you were kind of playing and stuff. And we had this guy come up and um, he had a little bit. And supposedly you knew this guy. He was an old friend of yours. And you guys were talking and you're talking to each other like, oh, you hadn't seen him in a long time or anything. So I'm running around and, and I and we didn't serve this guy much. We just served him like a, a couple of things. Or like I said, I think he had been around. You know, you know a lot of these people at casinos – there's so many bars within so many places, so they can go drink, drink, and sometimes they don't even realize it, you know. So I remember you talking to him, and I'm, I'm kind of talking to you guys, and he kind of gets this look in his in his face, and the dude just falls back and just drops on the floor. And I don't even remember that, and I'm like, holy shit! And we're like, I, oh my I god, I do, yeah. And we're like, oh my god, you know, we got worried. He's like, well, what the hell happened? So I don't know, I don't remember exactly what happened to him, but he just. It kind of like just passed out. I mean, but I mean, he hit the whore, the floor hard. He just like just yeah. dropped like a sack of and just, like, a, just a fainting moment. Yeah, and it was we had that hardware floor. It was scary, you know. Yes. So we called security, and um, security comes up, and, and in the bar it was wide open. There's not like a small doors, but it was really busy. It was really crowded. So I remember the security guard coming up with with a wheelchair to help the guy out. So we're trying to pick him up. You know, he's he's all groggy and stuff, and um, we pick him up, and and he obviously was sick, and he just starts throwing up you know and we're like oh we're trying to help him so he's trying to help himself he's trying to run over towards the the wheelchair and he's throwing up throwing up and, and this time the whole bar is looking because i mean you, you notice this guy running throwing up and trying he's trying to make it to you know the the, the 25 yards to the where the wheelchair is at and then he hits the past the, uh, the wood floor onto the casino floor and, and the bricks and he throws up and then and that poor dude he steps on his own vomit and he and he slips Murray falls again right on his back just wham just sits on the floor and we're like oh and at this time oh the whole bar sees this, so everybody at once goes, oh, you know, and then the security guard kind of helps him, picks him up. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. He's still trying to, you know, he's still like throwing up. So, I, I, I'll, you know, I don't know if you ever talked to him and hope he's okay and everything. I hope he was fine. But they finally, you know, they get him in the wheelchair and then they, they take him, where they, I guess, where they had to take him. So, we're, we're waiting there. Obviously, they have, you know, throw up on the thing. You wait for uh, uh, the special cleanup crew to come up in, in the casino. And uh, unbeknownst at the time, Darby was on a break. So, Nancy Whiskey... Uh, on the bar, Tristan, who's, who's the fiddle player. The fiddle player, yeah. Had gone to the yeah. bathroom. And so she's come back. She didn't see any of this happen. So she comes running along. You know, she's in a nice little outfit dress. And she's kind of almost, almost skipping. She was having a good day, you know. And she's just going over. And I was just about to yell at Tristan, you know, I'm far away. Watch out for the vomit. And she doesn't see it. And again, everyone's oh, looking. No. She hits that vomit, dude. And she flips up about two feet in the air and it just wham right on her butt dude oh. and the whole bargain goes oh, oh. <laughs> she was right she's like what the, the fuck <laughs> dude times, she, right? she was sitting and she had I like did not, i did not see that yeah i remember being there for that right moment. i think you I went with your buddy know. oh i yeah that's brutal. So she sent right, Fanny down, uh, full legs, all yeah. right in his vomit yeah. before they got to clean it. And uh, she was not a happy camper. I wouldn't have either, man. She was cussing up a storm. And, you but, know, it just put some character into the Irish uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> or the Irish Yeah. Right. I just right. remember. I'm sure she was wearing something like uh, that. No, yeah. <laughs> that just kind of made some persona right. there. Right. The, the night. <laughs> the funniest part, though, is just that everybody's reaction all at once is all, oh, 
<laughs> we're like, oh my god, that was you so know gross. those little moments <laughs> happen, but in, when something like that goes on, thing time just seems to slow down. Yes, just that little bit. Yes, you, I can you see. You can yes. have a drunk room, but guess what? If they're all there yeah. in that moment, looking, <laughs> man, does it become magnified? <laughs> yeah, it, that is, it, that's funny. Yeah, it was. Uh, oh, I mean, it wasn't god. funny for her. I, I, I'm sure if she even remembers it, she'd probably. Hopefully laugh now about it, but that was just a, yeah, that just a chain reaction of events that, that, that happened that occurred to that was just kind of funny, you know. And, Talk uh, about a one-two punch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I wow. really, I really did feel bad for your friend, man. And then I'll be dropping on the floor and then going in and slipping again. I was just like, Oh my God, this guy's not having a good night. Like, oh, but mm, uh, I'm sure he's okay. Rough. Cause yeah. And, and, and you had never mentioned anything about that, but just, anyway. just chalk it up to those little <laughs> stories, you know, those adventurous <laughs> nights. Yeah, exactly. Right. And then so. <laughs> uh, whether it's pub crawling or oh, man. You know, whether he ended up there or started there. Yeah. You know, yeah. That, that's always, it's funny. It's always one of those things where I've talked to people, especially when we talk about industry workers and, and uh, there's been plenty of nights where I would get off work and uh, yeah. decide to have my, you know, my drink after work or just yeah. something to wind down before I head home. And, and I always tell and whether it's people that I work with that are my age or, Younger people, we've talked about bar porters and bar, yeah. uh, bar backs growing up. Yeah. And my biggest advice is if you're going to get off work and, and just ha- have a, a drink or, or try your luck at the bar that you, you know, in the casino that you work at, that's fine. You Because yeah. especially we've talked about also you we were winning a little bit, giving something to somebody, right. uh, feeling good about paying it for. Yeah, we'll exactly. Here and there. Right. But you start where you work. Yeah. But you never finish no, when exactly. it comes to drinking. Don't finish where you work. Uh, okay? Some people never learn that start, lesson. Oh, you can start. Yeah. And, but then you got to go. Yeah. It, you got to get out of there. You yeah. Know? <laughs> you, exactly. You got to know when to put your foot down. Like, I got to go. And I, if anything, I've yes. been, I think I've always been good about that. I mean, I, I usually don't even start my, myself, but I'm always good about like, okay, I got to go. I'm, I'm not getting into this year exactly. So, <laughs> man, I'll tell you, I'll forever miss that Irish pub, and that those yeah. are some great stories. And there's there's other things that I remember very fondly about that place too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, God rest its soul. But, yeah, a lot of good times there. Man. Well, let's move on a little bit. Let's talk okay. about. Uh, I was kind of curious, you know, we're talking about your podcast, and yeah, and I was just kind of wondering, like, what is you know, you kind of created this and you mm-hmm. started with this whole idea, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And I'm so happy to be a part of it in different facets. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that it's, uh, you know, just kind of taken off for you. And, and I see, you know, I see how much you've been enjoying it. And I've yeah. seen other people respond to it, which is really cool, you know, as far as listening. So mm-hmm. what is your goal? I mean, what is, what is your thoughts on the future of this? maybe a dream guest and just where you might envision this going. Yeah. Um, it, it, so far, man, this, this has been a, a great, it's been more than I, I thought I would get out of it. it it's uh, when I had this idea and like, and I, I know I think I touched on in the first episode that uh, for a while, you know, working behind the bar so long, we all hear as bartenders are uh, just stories from other people, from not just other bartenders, from guests and everything. And, and um so I got a little bit of a ring here. And, and, and it was uh, always thinking like, man, this stuff would be great to, you know, to, to write down or, 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 you know, to put in a book and, and, and share with other people. And then uh, being a, a avid podcast listener, it kind of hit me one time. I'm like, well, stupid. And I'm like, put it in a podcast form because I sure shit don't want to write all this stuff. And I can barely type and write and stuff. And so um, I right. had this idea of brewing for a little bit. And um, 
uh, and I, I sat on it for a while for uh, what reason? I'm not sure. Maybe I wasn't confident enough or I, I wasn't, it was still kind of forming. So a few months ago, I finally like, what am I waiting for? And I uh, started putting it together and, and I realized how easy and, and, and simple it was to kind of get this thing going, you know, the, and I was, I do have that little add on here for anchor.fm, but it, dude, it really was made it so simple. Uh, and I was thinking, man, I should have done this a long time ago. But in retrospect, maybe if I did a long time ago, it wouldn't have came out as so good. So maybe things happen for a reason. So, um, yeah, there's, I could tell there's a yeah. little, there's a little different push behind what you're thinking about in, yeah. in creating this now. It had to happen now. It wasn't going to happen back then. Yeah. You know, I, I don't, I don't remember on the first half. Cause you know, this is a tale of two stories here yeah. with what happened. Uh, if we talked about how you and I had spoke a few years ago and you talked about, you know, your son playing the guitar yeah. and you, you know, liking to, in, to sing and Hey, yeah. Do you, yeah. would you like to get together at some point knowing that I was a musician? And right. I, I, and I know that that was something that we kind of, uh, had intended on doing. Right. And, and, you know, just with me having my young one, which right, is, exactly. I started a lot later than you did, right. but also with on that and then COVID and stuff. So that didn't really meticulate, but this is probably, uh, the exact perfect moment that should, this should happen for you. Right. And then, and it sort of feels like, it. and I, before, you know, I studied singing, I've always wanted to do, I never, and if anything, one, uh, thing off my bucket list I would, that I would like to do is one of these days get up in front of a, a live you know audience or or something and actually sing a song with a band that would that'd be one of my things i want what i want to cross off but i know that um again my son played a little bit and you know i have a little bit of a singing voice i'm not great but you get more practice on it more, more live stuff and i know i reached out with you and a few other people i've tried to reach out with but as i found out you know when you were a young kid in 1918 trying to get it together with friends it's a lot easier than when when you're older and you have a family and, and work schedule and young kids it just it's hard to match up everything together, man. And I know um, that's that's basically what happened with me. And, and I wasn't, uh, and I kind of looked around for other musicians out there, but it, the level I'm at and the level that the people that I was looking at were, were two different things. I'm like, no, I don't want, I'm just a barely baby beginner, you know, and I, I needed something. So I kind of just, I looked and I kind of just let it go a little bit, you know, and I'm like, okay, well, maybe it's just not in the cards. Just it, it's, I, unless a perfect chance comes up. And then this idea came up and, uh, and I, I, kind of got this going a little bit and then it helped uh no it's super exciting i, I yeah. think it's i think it's great i yeah. think it was perfect timing for you so uh, let's talk about a dream guest whether mm -hmm. that is that someone you know international is that someone from vegas is there anyone that you've uh, other than your friends and as you you're grow right. you're gonna you're gonna mm -hmm. go ahead and and build upon that you're so right. thinking outside of just getting started and and all of us loved ones that you you're gonna have on uh, aside from that, when you get when you grow more, what 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 would uh, what would someone a dream guest kind of be? I, I who, think who, you know. Yeah, that, that, that's a that's a good question too. And and I, 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 I'm all speechless here. <laughs> um, my dream guest right now would just be anybody of of of, of known, like anybody that would be known. You know, not particularly a celebrity, maybe a local celebrity, just somebody of. That way other people would know of, you know, like they say, hey, Danny's uh, interviewing this person. Like, oh, really? Oh, wow. I mean, the dude from the news or, oh, that dude from that one show or the, that guy from the band. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. So something like that would be would be probably my dream because somebody that's already kind of have a little bit of popularity and fame or something that I would be able to do, which 
at this point seems really intimidating, you know, <laughs> would be really daunting, but I would, I would, you know, give him my, my best and everything. I just do what I, I do basically, as they say, but that would be my, at this point, my, my dream guest, you know, right now, I, 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 my, when I look forward, I, I look at, uh, next week and next week and, and I, I plan at least 10 episodes and then after 10 episodes, maybe let's see if I can yeah. do 10 more. So I'm trying that to make sense. baby stepping it, you know, as I go. It's cool too. You know, I asked that question, but I kind of started thinking about it myself as I asked that question. Yeah. And there's some, there's some, there's a lot of untapped potential when you think about the strip and performing and shows and yeah. people, once you get out and you talk to so-and-so who knows somebody else that right. might be like, Hey, my cousin is the musical director for Ka. Right. Yeah. And I would love him. to. Sh yeah. yeah. So I think, I think this is great. You know, this mm. is just that kind of volcano building thing. And, uh, you know, and that's why I don't even know if you have to think about your dream guests. I, I feel like, you keep rolling and steaming ahead with this right it's gonna it's gonna form itself these guests are gonna kind of come in themselves and, you and know it, and it kind of has everybody's been real receptive everybody's been real supportive thank you everybody um about this show and, and and the great thing about it they get excited they're like hey can i come on i'm like sure man come on let, let's schedule something yeah I, I would love to talk to anybody i know i don't want to be exclusive to anybody it, it's you've lived here in vegas long enough man you, everybody's got something to say everyone's got a their life story, you know, there's always something interesting. So, you know, and I get people who, and I ask a few people who don't want to, and, and, and are, some are a little maybe mic shy and that, and that's fine, you know, but I, I got plenty of people um, excited for me and they, they want to come on and they want to help and support me. And that's great. So yeah, as you, as, you, as it is, like you said, it, everyone's kind of, it's kind of just coming, it's rolling itself. You know, I, I barely have to kind of push it. I mean, it's already getting going here and, 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 and it's been great, man. Like I said, it's been, I've been loving all the, all the, all the fun because you know I've been having fun making these. I oh, well, it, it's it's obvious, you know. Yeah. And I think everyone that I've talked to that listened to it, they also enjoy it, and 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 you know, you know, the the sky's the limit as far as that. Right. Now, before we touch on a, a side project, I did want to yeah. ask you. Now we're looking at maybe beyond bartending. Yeah. Are you planning on staying in Vegas? Um. Yeah, I, I really. I love Vegas, man. I've been here for a long time, and I, I think Vegas is great. I maybe when you know me and the wife retire, we talk about you know going off in retirement somewhere. And but until that happens, you know, with this is where we want to stay. This is where our life's at. You know, we, we got well, at least I have a, a great uh, job bartending, um, uh, great people and, and family around here. So I don't imagine myself, you know, moving any, you know, right off the bat. You know, stuff always comes up. But no, I imagine myself being here. I have no dreams or anything about moving out anytime soon yeah so i mean you definitely have deep roots you know just yeah. like me and a lot of other people that we know the roots are definitely there you yeah. know and i think just uh, as far as what's helped me be grounded here in vegas travel helps yes. and i'm sure you're the same way i mean yep. you know uh my wife's family is back in like the south mm -hmm. tennessee area atlanta i have you know uh i have some like i mentioned family in in texas yeah. but uh but being here is really a nice hub traveling helps keep this place fresh when you come back home right yeah right and and, and where vegas is at is a nice little almost perfectly located because you know we got four or five hours to the west where you're in, in the ocean you got like an hour up to Mount Charleston, you get snow, you know, you're, you're almost in a little central part where if you want to see something, you want to go somewhere, it's, it's within reach, basically, you know, it's not too far out. Uh, absolutely. It's a great, like I said, a great hub. Are you more of a 
uh, like dig your toes in a sand person or are you more like let's take the trail and go hiking in the woods it depends on my mood it depends on the time of year sometimes you know sometimes i i want to go to the beach and sometimes I, I like and not that i go and hike a lot but i do like going out and and, and at least looking at trees and, and breathing that air and sometimes mount charleston during the summertime is beautiful man because you you know we're living in the desert yeah. so going to see even the, in the trees and the forest and it's just really nice yeah. 40 40 minutes away to get minutes just away. out out of your element yeah, right and exactly. it's not too bad and it's yeah. totally different you know it's a totally different uh climate and everything in montrose and that you know it's not like you're going from a desert to a nicer desert you're desert to a forest basically within 40 minutes so absolutely uh, there's not too many places like that I, I that i would think so uh, well right on you're so all right so bat let's rewind a little bit yeah let's talk about your other projects now you have another podcast that you're forming right yes right and so doing this podcast and i know i talked to you and, and, and i was telling um trevor and danny from the other um uh, episode you know that we started the uh, uh, we're starting to show the the pimp the gimp and the shrimp uh, podcast it's a comedy podcast just basically nerdy guy stuff and potty humor and stuff like that and us ranting back and forth you know um that nexus of that was we recently were going to do a YouTube channel a few years ago when we were playing, uh, you know, Call of Duty video games and stuff. And, and our, our conversation was so funny. Someone mentioned like, dude, we should put this on YouTube. So we, we tried to do it, but the technology of around <laughs> Xbox, we just couldn't get it to go. Yeah, those cross-platforming has gotten a lot better. Right, it? yeah, exactly. We couldn't get the vocals and, and the gameplay together. We, we tried and tried, unless we'd spent like thousands of dollars. We, I mean, we didn't want to do it, so we kind of just kind of give it up. So when I started doing this podcast and – and and by the way, by doing this podcast, it kind of and I, I told you it, it felt like a, a, a door to creation, and me kind of opened up. If I can explain that way, kind of like my creative side kind of sparked up again. Kind of, I woke up. Yeah. Well, we had a couple conversations back and forth, and mm-hmm. I was I, I was not only excited for you, but yeah. I, I it's so funny in tandem with you talking about the creation of this podcast. I myself had just had this new awakening of wanting to get back into my creative side, you yeah. know, being a musician and kind of putting on the back burner for a bit and I right. kind of went little hand in hand, which was uh, really great. You yeah. know, I I'm, mean, I'm, I'm sure the, I'm sure like the pandemic and, and us sitting on home line had a lot to do that, you know, I, I possibly mm-hmm. I imagine they had a reflection on, on yourself and where you've been at, but um, yeah, so we started this, uh, we're getting together the, the, the Pimp, Gimp, and Shrimp. I always have to think about the name because it's you can mess that name up pretty easy. Um, and the first episode coming out, and I know we last time we talked a little bit about the uh, the name that I just thought of. I was just messing around a text, and we just stuck with it. So it, it's coming together pretty good, and hopefully soon, if not this week, uh, we recorded an episode. It seems like it might be a go because we want to do a few practice ones, but this one seems pretty decent, and we might be getting that out there. And uh, I don't know how often we'll put that one out, but we'll, we'll get together and we'll get that thing going, man. We're excited for that one, too. It's fun. Yeah, you had sent me a, a little preview, and yeah. I listened, and uh, I was excited to yeah. help uh, create another song intro yeah, and uh, right. to be a part of that also. Right, so Pat, that yeah, and Patrick is going to do the, the music for that one, too, as long as he did, because he did an awesome job on, on this one here, so. Yeah, just uh, and you know, yeah. just a different departure, like you said, right. just another avenue, another another view, another way to kind of get out and talk and yeah. explore. And <laughs> and I and both Danny and Trevor and you, you both Danny's and Trevor, I yes. know well and and love them all. So that's super exciting. Right. You know, I'm really excited about that as well. I can't wait for that to take off. Yeah, yeah, that'll, that'll be fine. And we're definitely gonna have you on a guest on that one too. So you can rent. Oh, I'll stuff. be there. You know. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, a, I'm just a junkie at this point. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. All right. So we covered, we covered a lot of stuff. I'm really, yeah. I'm really happy with, uh, you know, just what you've 
kind of the ground you've covered with this yeah. and, and you know i've been a part of it here and there but just listening to the podcast and and, and i know there's some hiccups that are going to happen yeah, time like, to like time. today it's okay you know like we, we'll, we'll hammer through it you know it's not the first time i've lost some audios people by the way this is the second time i, mean, so I swear we were hanging fun. out all day for oh, the podcast but yeah. then it, there's something happened and now i'm just in you know on the phone call yeah, right, exactly now, but that's yeah. just the way things that's go right. so. i'm just glad i'm doing this with my friends that i can actually call back like man can we do that again please because there's somebody i don't know that's gonna be really embarrassing you know <laughs> listen when you finally get obama yeah, as oh a gosh. guest, this isn't gonna fly buddy okay <laughs> this is not gonna work <laughs> right, I'm pretty sure he's not gonna. Yeah, exactly. Uh, me and my, you know, little twenty dollar audio interface. Hey, sir, can you talk into here, please? <laughs> you're gonna have like a red dot yeah, of some yeah. kind of far off sensor on your heart, and they're gonna be threatening you because right, right, you're not right, doing exactly. it right. You say the wrong thing, yeah. kid. You're done. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, listen. Before we go, I got a little quick fire question. Shoot. Just a couple little things okay. to just have some fun and right. let's just end this on a a silly note. All right, let's do this. All right. <clears throat> First of all, your top five movies of all time. Mm, all right. Ooh. I like that. Okay. Um, okay. So I'm going to base on – and it's always hard for me, I would say, with, with lists, you know, because I'm so indecisive on stuff that I like. But I'm going to go – Again, with, no order. Right. No, no order. order um, one of them is going to have to be Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Love Amen. that movie. Beautiful. Um, yes. Um, another one I'm going to – I love is uh, Step Brothers. Will Ferrell oh. and John C. Reilly. Yes. Um, My daughter's six and loves that movie. No. She should not be watching that. Somehow she loves that movie already. She's got good taste, buddy. <laughs> Great um, parenting there. Right? Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. Um, oh man, there's so many to pick from here. Let me think of another. Okay. Um, you, you know what? I, I'm going to go in the in the Harry Potter world because I love the Harry Potter. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. And now I could go with the very last movie, which I really love. I love the way that movie ended. The whole series ended. Because it got dark, right? It, it got definitely dark. built yeah. up and got dark. But the one I really like was the the third one, Prisoner of Azkaban. That's when that's mm-hmm. when it suddenly got dark. That's when there was fun little kid Harry Potter, and it got dark when he, you know, Sirius Black and everything coming after yes. him, the Death Eaters and stuff. Uh, that one, when I watched, really made me sit up like, oh, oh, so it's it's gonna it's gonna go in a darker direction. Okay, I'm really liking the series now because it wasn't just mm-hmm. for kids anymore. I mean, it's, it was gonna it lose is. people if it didn't get into the right. It was yeah. gonna lose, and, and the people with the adults are gonna be like, I don't want to take my kid to this anymore, man. So it, it kind of grabbed my attention. Doing great that. answer, right? Great answer. Um, another one because I'm a big. Marvel nut. Um, yes, you are. I think are. Endgame was a perfect ending to the whole uh, series of movies that they had coming up, man. I know a lot of people had issues with that. And I go, no, I loved it. I loved the way it ended. I loved the way the whole combination of things that was – I don't think any movie production or movie series has ever – come together that way and how many movies do they have out and they all came together in this one climax. oh yes movie. absolutely because the matrix perfect. definitely dropped the ball you know <laughs> yeah unfortunately and, and matrix started off super strong like a super so cult following yeah. and then it just kind of but fizzled out it's 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 tough and when you're talking yeah. about the scope of that the yeah. way they brought that together yeah, yeah. good yeah. choice good and, choice and then i can uh, put in one more and there'll be another one uh the original avengers marvel avengers the hype going into that was so huge and when I watched it, I'm like, dude, it lived up to all the hype that they put this awesome. stuff to. And that was the first time I had that collection. I'm like, how are they going to do this with all these characters, man? These are big, you know, at the time, some big characters going on. And they pulled it off perfectly, man. That movie was just oh, great answers. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's awesome. And there's a bunch more, but I'll leave it at those movies there. All right. So you were talking about Marvel and we have also talked about you gaming and loving that kind yeah. of, especially on a, on a side note, when, when it comes to just being done with work and family. Yeah. Top 
Only two video games of all time. Ooh, oh my gosh. Okay. Ooh, I know. I'm now, this is, it. Yeah, this is... um. Okay. Um, first one's going to be Skyrim. Uh, it's on the 360. Yeah. And the Skyrim is um, a, a vast um, R, uh, RPC. Open world. Open world RPC that... It, People that came out over ten years, two thousand nine, two thousand ten. People are still playing today because they're still dropping downloadable content. They're just playing all the all the games. It was so. It took me. I played it for like three or four years nonstop, and I still never finished it. And every once in a while, I'll go back. And it's been a while, but I, I got to go back and, and, and finish that game up. Um, and then I'm gonna go. I'm gonna touch on one that um that we talked about. And actually, this first episode of Pimp Gimp and Shrimp is um uh, Call of Duty World at War. World of War. World of oh, War. I played yeah. that with you. Yes, that you was did. Amazing. Those that nights. whole the campaign, yes. the multiplayer, everything into that game was just was great, and we had great times it playing just, it. It was different. It was totally it, different. It felt different, yeah. and everything after that got better. But that was the one that felt different. Yes. So that that would be my two right there. Good. Great job. All yeah. right. All right. Now, I know earlier I asked you this. I'm going to keep this question. Yeah. And again, some of this got lost. Yeah. Beatles good. or Stones? Hey, and I uh, I finagled a lot about it, and I said, I'm going to have to pick the Beatles. Um, yeah. Just barely. They're both legendary. Uh, Beatles, to me, are the staple. They're the foundation of everything. And from, from the Beatles, everything else kind of springs off. And I know I know the Stones are, are there before, even about the same time as Beatles. but uh, About the same time. About yeah. the same time. But I think... Uh, for me, Beatles is where everything kind of springs off of, basically. No, it's 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 not fair. It's a right. hard question. Yeah. I, I like you know I threw that out there because you know I right. know before I, I I switched this on you with some of this because before I had asked your top five favorite albums. Yeah, yeah. I know it's you okay. talked a lot about audit, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, Chris Cornell and yeah. how much yeah, I love him and-, and certain people mean, and that wasn't that's almost not as fair as even movies, right? <laughs> uh, especially because I know you're. I mean, I'm so passionate about music. It's right. like. It's it's a, it's a tough it's a tough question, but yeah. uh, talking about Beatles or Stones, you know, I probably myself say Beatles, but both in my top five albums is a Beatle album and a Stones album. Yeah. So oh, yeah. I mean, I'll take it not. for what it is. Exactly. You know. All right, let me give it. Let me pause one second before we finish this up. Okay. Okay, and then we're gonna we're down to our final question. Mm-hmm. All right, before yeah. this whole thing wraps up, yeah, and this has been a blast, even with yeah. the. Two for two for one deal. Yeah, yeah. You know, at home and then on the phone. So, you still want to be paid um, for both uh, both instances, right? Well, it's, yeah, a, it's yeah, a blue yeah. light special. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know what to say. <laughs> okay. Uh, but I and I know speaking with you and your and your love of Marvel, and you've talked about two of your of your top five movies being yeah. Marvel movies, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah. What would you be your one and only favorite superpower if you could only have one? What's your superpower? Ooh, that is a good one. Superpower, yeah. Now, the superpower would be just in general, or am I picking from actual characters like they're they're more, or whatever? Ooh. Um, I'm what? gonna go character. Okay, something created, someone that you know, okay. something that you've seen. Right. I, you, you like how I match what you want. You like how I match uh, my your nerdy with my nerdiness. You know, we're just like nerding <laughs> out each other. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Absolutely, yeah. Mm, that is good. Now, I think. So right away when I, when I think about it, I like um, characters. You know, Wolverine was always a, a big time favorite, especially when I was younger. He still is, obviously. I like his healing factor. But if you think about it, and like him and like Deadpool have, have huge healing factors. If you think about it, though, you know, do you really want to live 
that long. I mean, because you, everybody you're with, it, it just goes away. And obviously, you want a long life, but you don't want to outlive everybody. That seems pretty sad. I mean, everyone you know, God, and watch, I've seen Highlander. Gone. Yeah, right, exactly, right, sucks. right, exactly. You know, it's hard to cut off your own head. You know, and, you know like, <laughs> but um, <laughs> so I do like you know. Uh, boy, that that's a good question. It is. I know. Uh, okay. lot, I remember. Listen, bec- before this, I had asked you your favorite superhero. Right. I switched on you. Now that's fine. No, I like again, it. Yeah, it keeps yeah. me on my toes. You know, fly like a butterfly, <laughs> sting like a bee. I got it. it keeps my toes. Yeah. All come right. on now. All right, I'm coming. It's late. Um. I okay. I'm trying to think of the. Maybe the good thing would be someone like, um, like Magneto. Um, Ooh, the, yes. uh, I've uh, thought about Magneto, that. You know, you 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 can control. Magnetism, or you know, Xavier might be weird, but it doesn't seem like he's happy though. He thinks that sometimes no. he can shut it off, or he has too much temptation to change people's minds. He has to stop himself. You don't want to put yourself down. Uh, so Magneto, or I think like a Quicksilver or a Flash would be good. Um, yeah. Everyone picks like. Well, you don't want to be Mister Stretcho. I mean, come you know on. what? Hey, darn. Uh, uh, <laughs> Right. I mean, so who do you think of? Do you think the Plastic Man from DC, or do you think of uh, Doctor Reed Richards from uh, Fantastic Four? Fantastic, fantastic four, sure. four, Zach. You know what? That that would be good too. So, um, but but I think it's funny you say that. I think Magneto has always been my favorite. You know, he's been uh, a great bad guy. He's been a just great villain. That amount of control. Yeah. You don't have to know how to fly if you can no. make things around you make you fly. Uh, it basically, yeah. It is, it, it, so I, it, so I'll narrow down, but too much to it. I think Magneto would be good or Doctor Strange. He's got some powers. Yeah, he's a wizard basically. So, uh, and then that would cover my my love for the Lord of the Rings and for Marvel because they're both wizards. <laughs> oh, right yeah. on, boy! I'm dorking out it. right now, guys. Sorry. <laughs> oh, it's great. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is getting to know who yes. you're listening to on That's this right. podcast, yeah. please, and it's been great. I'm off. so happy. Yes, I, I'm honestly. I was so happy that you asked me course, to come right. on and, and kind of curate what you created. Yeah. To, to just flip the script and and talk to you a little bit about yourself yeah. instead of your venture, which is going to be moving forward. And it's got a, It's just got a great momentum going forward. And yeah. I look, I'm so happy to be a part of it in Thank any you. way. And, and I was happy to, to do this with you and congratulations Thanks, and this is this has been a great time yeah, no thank you man thank you for doing it and, and i know you expressed a little interest if i you know if i ever needed some help and so obviously you're the first person i thought of man um i always appreciate uh, uh everything you, you know you've done if you help me out with and and thank you again for all the support and thank my wife for the support that she's given me to do this she you know when i brought it up to her she's like yeah do it you know go for it you know and, and not that she wouldn't say it but it was just it, it was it, it it's no nice. it's and, cool right and, that, that's a that's nice right and and both my my all my kids actually my two oldest kids uh uh timber and danny probably not timber she helps me with the media stuff and and danny helped me out with the practicing you know the, the podcast and stuff I'm coming on and telling his story and things so you know i have a bunch of group of people and friends that helped out and you know it's uh it's really special guys thank you uh, no, it's it's great. We're all here to listen and uh, yeah. move forward and uh, learn a little bit more about Vegas. That's so, right. Yeah, that's the well, thing. You know, once again, this is Tales from Vegas. Now, Danny, do you have anything to plug before we leave? Uh, just uh, remember, guys, we got the the gimp, the pimp. I'm sorry. See, I messed it up. The pimp, the gimp, and the shrimp. Man, hey, this name is <laughs> weird. His podcast will be coming on soon. Uh, I have little um, uh, uh, updates on on the show here and and, and advertising stuff. So I'll definitely uh, give you guys a heads up when it comes out and stuff. Um, 
Again, Patrick, thank you very much, man, coming on. Um, anything My you pleasure. want? Now it's your Anything you want to bring up or, or, or add or anything? Oh, going? no. Okay. No, just like I said, I'm happy to be a part of this, and uh, I will try to finish up the little music for the oh, next yeah. venture podcast. Oh, and, I've already heard some of it. That, it's man. awesome. Yeah, it's it's already good. <laughs> hey, guys, <laughs> thank you, everybody, for tuning in this week for the very special guest. I forgot the special guest is very handsome. So Myself. Uh, yeah, yes, yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, you can follow the show at... Uh, Twitter and Instagram at TFV underscore podcast. And if you want to get in contact with me, you can reach me at email uh, Tales from Vegas podcast, all one word at yahoo.com. Again, guys, thank you very much. Patrick, thank you for hosting, bud. Love you. Thank you. Bye, everybody.